Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie, the Pumba! What a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human former. Oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of free league ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. I'm not. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh, my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie, the Pumba! Oh my goodness, what a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human former. Oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of free league ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. I'm not. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls. Starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us, 331-979-1369. Our episode Today is brought to you by our friends at Locker Room, and we are live on Locker Room right now. So if you're catching this on the podcast, unfortunately, you didn't get to participate in the live conversation, but we do one once a week, every single week. So if you're hanging out with us in Locker Room right now, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Go download the app right now if you have not, and join us for our Locker Room in uh, next week and throughout the offseason. Matt, how are you? Very excited. We just recorded our episode for quote-unquote today for Thursday, and uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about any of the fighting that happened between fans and the scuffles and all of that, so we want to get into that with you. But how are you? And uh, seems like a lot of people are hanging out with us on Locker Room right now. Yeah, man. What's up, Jordan? What's up, Bulls Nation? Shout out to Burke and Eli, Derek, Kevin, Cody, Rob, Daniel, Matt, Matthew, everybody hanging out with us on Locker Room right now. If you're listening to this uh, podcast after the fact and you haven't checked out that Locker Room app yet, download the the Locker Room app. 
Um, it's available for iOS. The beta recently came out for Android. I'm using it right now. Shout out to all my Android peeps. Um, it's it's a fun app, and uh, we're excited to uh, take some questions and comments from people in the locker room with us today. <laughs> the first comment I see in here is future Indiana Pacers coach Jim Boywood. I would hope not. I wouldn't wish that on Tony East and our friend over at Locked On Pacers. I would not wish that on anybody. Uh, hey, man, it's it's good and bad because you want to kill yourself when you listen to him talk sometimes and when you see the product on the floor that he is leading. But, man, I mean, never a dull moment. When, when the Bulls were, were very, very bad, but then they stayed bad and Jim became the coach, at least we had just some delicious sound bites to play with and laugh at. Oh, that's for sure. And they're they're never going away. They're the staple of this podcast. Even if we win five years from now, if we're still doing this show, Matt, and the Bulls end up winning the finals, we're still going to have Jim Boylan drop. So they will always uh, be... I think, I think we might be in disagreement there, Jordan. I don't want it's to a be process. hearing Jim Boylan's voice five years from now. Uh, he's not not. All right, let's get to the real conversation that we were going to have here. And uh, the playoffs have been a lot of fun to watch, but uh, one of the surprising storylines that is coming out, and more notably it's from last night in two separate incident- incidents, one, let's start with the Russell Westbrook thing because uh, you filled me in on the Trey Young one that I didn't catch, and I didn't see it this morning either, but it uh, goes along the same storyline. So anybody that didn't watch the playoff games yesterday, uh, at the end of the game, Russell Westbrook was injured, and he was being taken back to the locker room throughout through the tunnel, and some asshole dropped a bunch of popcorn on him, and Russell Westbrook, knowing him, wanted to go and find that fan immediately. They had to be held back. The Long story short, the Sixers did the right thing, and they removed the fan. They took his season tickets away, and now he's banned from NBA games. Uh, my first question, Matt, is just why are people like this? Like, what are you doing? People are the worst, man. People are the worst. Um, it's just so awesome to see stadiums full of fans for NBA playoff games. And not just, you know, the the 10% capacity, the 25% capacity. A lot of these stadiums are damn near full um and you know that's a wonderful thing to see bless modern medicine for real because man it's awesome to see stadiums packed with sports fans again but you are going to get that element of it where all these people that have been waiting and waiting and waiting to go to a game these sports fans that want to be there in the building supporting their team part of the excitement are like oh wow, I forgot how to behave. I've been sitting in my living room wearing sweatpants for 16 months, and now I'm finally back out in public, and because I'm back out in public, I feel like I have the right to behave like a jackass again. Um, And look, I say this fully acknowledging that there is some hypocrisy. To me, scorning sports fans for poorly treating athletes in a stadium where they are. Because I have certainly hurled some insults at players that I didn't like when I was at the United Center or I was at Wrigley or I was wherever. I mean, I like I remember one Bulls-Celtics game in particular. Um, it wasn't the 09 playoffs. It was a regular season Bulls-Celtics game at the United Center. And me and my buddy were sitting, I don't know, probably 10 rows behind the Celtics bench. And I was just yelling shit at KG and Ray Allen. I was talking so much trash at them. Nothing super disrespectful, but still just like I was being an obnoxious fan talking shit to them. There is a line. 
And if you don't know where that line is, then maybe you shouldn't be at the game. Because I have never thrown anything at a professional athlete while I've been at a game. I have never spat on a professional athlete while I've been at a game. I mean, come on, people. We get something back that we've all been missing, and this is the way this is the way you treat this opportunity. Come on. So I've had two separate incidences like this, not where I'm getting ejected from games or shouting profanities at players, but uh, I was at a Pacers game in college. It was Pacers Bulls. It was Jimmy and Rose, and it was like one of their final years. I want to say it was like maybe 2013. 2014 I don't know college is a little blurry but one of my our buddies we were sitting up in the 300 level and I was with a huge group of people and towards the end of the game I just remember one kid stands up gets all the way to the very top of the rafters and he launches a lighter and it lands on the the court like nothing happened because he bounced out quick but I'm I just thought to myself what an idiot like if that hits somebody that hits a player you're done you you're never going to a game again I just can't fathom it man like I, I, I just don't understand it, it's like yes they make a lot of money but this isn't the zoo man uh, like you're not it's it's ridiculous the way that people think that they can act at a game i don't know and i I get it it's it's hard it's a hard adjustment people haven't been out in public in almost over a year uh for the most part so it seems like people are still relearning and reteaching themselves how to have public manners but i mean this is totally uncalled for but i'm glad the sixers did the right thing but i feel bad for russell westbrook it's like it's this incident and then what two years ago he had the incident with uh the fan at the jazz game too and am i mistaken was that a playoff game too i think so I can't I remember, remember exactly. Playoffs, but it, was, it was definitely late in the season. It was either late regular season or a playoff game. But, uh, you know, that's nothing new. Oh, gee, somebody in Utah hurled a racial slur towards a black basketball player? Shock. Shock and awe. Oh, the horror. I would never expect that from Salt Lake City. Like, it's it's sad that that is my response to a Utah Jazz fan saying something racist to a black NBA player, but it's the reality. It's Salt Lake City. I mean, even, um, you know, in some of the uh, Pacers games, like the Pacers-Knicks rivalry, that winning time, Reggie Miller 30 for 30, and the the Knicks were talking about what it was like to go play in Indiana, which, you know, I've got family in Indiana. My family's from Indiana. Uh, that is a red part of the country. And there were, you know, Pacers fans holding pennants instead of sideways, uh, sideways up on top of their head to make them, you know, basically look like KKK hoods, yelling things at Knicks players. I mean, it, that that wasn't that long ago. That was the 90s. And here we are. It's 2021, and players still have racial slurs hurled at them from fans in the stands. And, I mean, to me – that is just as egregious, if not more, than, you know, throwing, you know, pouring water on on a player on their way down the tunnel or popcorn or, or whatever or spitting. Like, it's all that. All of that stuff should result in these fans getting punished. And I'm glad in both cases, at least, both teams, Philadelphia and New York, have addressed it, found the perpetrator, and removed their season tickets and banned them indefinitely and said, you're not welcome here. 
because they shouldn't be. Before we get back to our live locker room from yesterday, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs are in full swing as well. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to download the app right now and get a special welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is offering you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKED ON. For 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, you deposit $100, they're going to give you 50 for free. You can go there and do the same game parlays like I've been tweeting out all season long. You can go bet on individual player props if you just want to pick sides or totals, or you want to pick on the futures. You want to you want to predict the finals matchup, you can do that at Bet Online. Go to Bet Online right now, use the promo code LOCKED ON, and sign up for an account today, and they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I'm in a. I'm in agreement with you. Um, tell me, somebody wants to hear. This is a good point. Eli brings up a good point in our locker room. Uh, he said, "Did anybody check out the NBA on TNT moment where Charles Barkley said like they should allow players to go after fans if they throw stuff at them?" And it's like that's. I want to. I want people to hear this. I have the audio, but tell me quickly about the the Trey Young situation because I did not catch this at all, and uh, it's right. just. Because I was going to say a funny example was the before the game where they they passed around those flyers that said, you know, the chant tonight is Trey Young is balding. And what made it funny is like a big crowd like that chanting that it's going to sound like Trey Young is balling. So like little yeah. things like that <laughs> I can deal with. But when you start doing ridiculous things like throwing stuff, spitting stuff, what happened with the Trey Young situation? So I just saw it late last night while I was still unpacking mad boxes. Um I was scrolling through Twitter and it's hard to see in the video, but some people like broke it down frame by frame in slow motion. And you can see there's this Knicks fan that's, you know, in first row or second row and Trey Young is standing on the sideline. I think he's, you know, waiting for the ref to give him the ball for an inbounds pass. And you can see this player pull their, uh, this fan pull their mask down and spit on Trey Young. And you can see the spit flying towards Trey Young when they super slow-moded down. And you can see Trey Young react uh, and like kind of like lift his shoulders up and jerk uh, jerk his neck and look behind him as if he just got hit by something from behind him. And so that happened. And somebody on Twitter was like, you know, everybody's talking about the Westbrook thing. Well, what about this dude, this Knicks fan who just clearly spat on Trey Young? And Trey Young has been a good sport about being the villain in the first couple of games at the Garden, and he knows that these Knicks fans hate him, and he is their target. And cool, he's it, Trey Young appears to be fine with that. But again, there's a line. Maybe don't spit on someone. I mean, come on. I mean, like, what is wrong with again? What is wrong with people? People it, are the worst. It, it really is, and it's. I mean. It, I just hope it doesn't escalate to anything worse. I hope they can stop this from happening again throughout the playoffs. It's just right. Well, uh, and speaking of escalate to worse, you you know you mentioned the thing that Chuck was saying as part of uh, the the TNT uh, show last night, saying you know I wish these players were allowed to you know hey here man let's, who just said that horrible it. thing to me yeah yeah let's hear it. Y'all guys always get mad when I tell you what 
NBA rule I would change. Which one is that? I think you should be able to go up in the stands and beat the hell out of one person per game. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I, I, I can't see why that didn't uh, take So hold. you don't think that guy deserved to get his ass beat right <laughs> at center court? Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> right at we, we, well, you look, yeah, he doesn't have to go into the stands. You just got to bring him down. That's my okay. point. Okay. You should be able to walk. Well, you, tell you, you said that he should go in the stands. No, we okay, don't want okay. anybody well, going apologize. in the stands. We don't, we don't want a, a, rock, a pistol situation. But he if, if a fan that. says something really, really rude or throw something on you, you may be able to say, come on down. Like come Chuck Willer, you say, bring him right down the half oh, court, and y'all sell it like men. Shouts out to Ernie, though, who's back, and he just goes, yeah, I wonder why that hasn't become a rule. I wonder why that didn't occur, Chuck. Right. <laughs> uh, but, like, to Chuck's point, does he not remember seeing this in the college basketball scene, like, two years ago in, with Kansas? Remember the Kansas player that they got into a scuffle uh, because he ran out of bounds and maybe hit a fan and somebody threw something at him and then he picked up the chair and it was all hell broke loose like fa- like right. college fans fighting each other like that's what the result is or worse and like they brought up uh, the malice in the palace is, is the result of that happening I don't know they gotta they gotta have tighter security or something because uh, it, it's a joke it, it really is a joke yeah I mean the malice at the palace was probably the biggest stain on the NBA since the days before bird and magic rescued the league from just being, you know, this, uh, as, as they said in, in the last dance doc, the, the traveling cocaine circus. I mean, the NBA had a bad rap in the seventies and into the early eighties, uh, but magic and bird saved the league. And then Jordan came along and, and he propelled it to where it is now. The mouse at the palace was a dark day for the league. And it was, I mean, I remember I, I was watching it. It was a Central Division game, so I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm watching this, and I couldn't believe what I saw unfolding, and it, especially that our test was at the crux of all of it, having been a former Chicago Bull, and I was a big Ron Artest guy. I was like, you know, not the most skilled player out there, but damn, he's a, he's a try hard, um, and it was jarring to watch because you're like this this magical you know, do not cross tape that exists um, only in pretend between players playing a sport that you love to watch at the height of the way that it can be played in front of a crowd in a building with tens of thousands of people around that little, you know, rectangular court and these players that are on the bench and, and, and fans seated all around them. And miraculously, Humans, for the most part, in stadiums, manage to behave themselves so that things like the malice at the palace don't happen every other week. But we are now just reintegrating fans into stadiums. And kind of like I said earlier, it's like fans forgot that there there is a set rule and a, a set of rules and decorum for this is how you behave when you're in public. This is how you behave when you're at a stadium. And I don't think last, that's just an the NBA last thing problem. The league wants is a Malice at the Palace part two because fans who are welcomed back into a stadium and are given this privilege again immediately tell the league we we have not earned and do not deserve this privilege of being here. 
Yeah, it's and it's again, it's just not an it's not just an NBA problem, man. I'm seeing videos every single day now of of people getting in crowd fights at baseball games, two with crowds back there. Like Ooh, one just man. happened at the White, White Sox, Sox game. game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another last night just happened at the Dodgers game where some dude was getting his head bashed in. Like it, it's happening all over the place, and not just at sporting events either. It seems like it's just like people haven't figured out like, oh yeah, we haven't been in public in a year, and now I got to reteach myself. Some people and, and everybody. I think part of it is that everybody has all been stuck inside yeah. for a, more than a year. A lot of tension. We, there's just anxiety and tension built up. I mean, I I know that the first few times after my two week waiting period after my second dose of the vax, and I kind of like poked my head out and started doing things again and seeing people again, there was something unnatural about it because human beings in our brains like. When we are in a process, when we are in a uh, a mode, we train our brains to think that that's normal. Whatever the routine is, human beings and our brains, you know, the routine is, is easy. And we adjust to whatever a new routine is and we stick to that new routine. And then we all said, oh, well, we're, here's, here's the real world in bits and pieces. We're allowed to go back into the real world in bits and pieces. And... Everybody had a year's worth and then some of just anxiety and tension built up. And then they get to a ball game and, you know, have an argument with the dude sitting two rows, you know, uh, in front of them or a couple seats down from them. And and there's, oh, well, basic human nature. Here we are. It's Lord of the Flies at, you know, at a ballpark or at a basketball stadium. Yeah, it's not like those things weren't happening before. It's just like. I don't know, it, especially at baseball games, it seems like there's a fight and it's just not videoed, but that seems to happen a lot. It's just, it's staunch when it, it all of a sudden includes the players, like we're bringing it back to the NBA. It's it's crazy, man. I want to go, I want to address this comment though, just as talking about, um, just talking about what they can do to beef up the security. I think Kevin brings up a great point on our locker room. He said, you basically just need to remove all the courtside seats and give extra space between the tunnels so fans couldn't get close. I agree with Kevin. The thing that to me is that fucking sucks, man. Like you wonder why players are so closed off nowadays to fans. It's because one person ruins it. You know, like Russell Westbrook could probably spend who knows, spends two hours before games signing autographs or any player like that. And all it takes is one asshole fan to completely ruin it. And then that guy doesn't want to do anything for anyone. Um, And it sucks, man. Like I remember going to baseball games and, you know, two hours, three hours before games, I was able to stand right next to the dugout and you would be able to interact with players coming over, signing autographs, taking pictures, all of that. That stuff happens less and less because guys just don't want to deal with the bullshit anymore. And I don't honestly, I don't blame them. That's part of the thing that sucks. And part of the reason why it made me a sport sports fan in general is because you could you could have those experiences and it just seems like guys don't want to deal with that anymore and I can't blame them so that would suck but I also do agree with Kevin saying like they're gonna have to do something from players being so close if this is going to become a trending problem but it sucks man it sucks if they have to do that today's episode of Lockdown Bulls is brought to you by rockauto.com chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everyone and always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and doesn't require membership or account login. 
They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much money for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On Bulls is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors? If you don't know these Built Bar flavors, well, then you're missing out. Try coconut, coconut almond, cherry and raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine delicious flavors. Not only are these Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy for you too. Most of these flavors have only four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs, only 130 calories, but come jam-packed with 17 grams of protein. So head to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It does, man. It totally sucks because that's a part of it. You're absolutely right. That's a part of being a sports fan is wanting that connectivity with these people that you look at as not necessarily your personal heroes, but like these are the these are the people who are driving the you know driving the the car of my insane fandom and where it's going and how far it gets. These are the people that represent the team that is that represents who I am by and large. I, I identify as a diehard Bulls fan, a diehard Chicago sports fan. And when you have those opportunities to interact with the people who wear the jerseys and who play the games, you know, it's, it's the the videos that go viral of a of a little kid getting an armband or a pair of sneakers after a game and the sheer uncontrollable joy and excitement and those like that was me and i'm sure that was you too jordan growing up when you had those little fleeting moments hell it happened to me again you know a, a couple years ago when me and big dave and john were lucky enough to go to the bulls charities thing and i met tony kukoc i was a 32 year old man meeting tony kukoc and i was just like complete starstruck just shit eating grin on my face, staring up at him in wonderment. And I felt like I was not 32 years old, but I felt like I was eight years old. And those are the magical moments about sports. And guess what? If fans can't behave themselves, that gets taken away because you're absolutely right. Sports fans are doing this kind of shit. And the players are saying, man, enough. Yeah, they're enough. Saying, we're, we're human beings. They're saying F it. It's not worth it. It's not worth my time. I'm trying to be nice and do is do something nice. And uh, then it just takes one person to ruin it. Seems like it's it, that can be said for a lot of things too, not just in sports. Oh, Matt, before we, we drop off on locker room, we just want to answer a couple of questions, a couple of Bulls related questions. It's funny. Uh, Matthew on locker room brings up a 
a topic we talked about on today's episode a little bit, Thursday's episode, um, about crowd energy. He says, after watching the energy in these games with a live crowd, how do you think the Bulls, mainly Levine and Vooch, would be able to handle the pressure and atmosphere? Do you think Levine can be the player that can make his own shots and lead a team in the playoffs? I say yes, but what do you guys say? Um, this is something that, like I was saying on our last episode, and you'll hear it later today, is like there's going to be a cool article or, or, or several interviews with players who go deep into these playoffs, especially guys who played in the bubble last year, comparing and contrasting how that is and how they're able to adjust so quickly or not so quickly to having 30,000 or 20,000 fans in the stadium right on top of you again in pressure pressure-packed moments um you saw it last night in the Knicks game the Knicks Hawks game that place got super loud and the Hawks couldn't score for four or five minutes straight so I'm already seeing impacts in this first round but um it's tough to say like I'm trying to think of examples from just this season where things got down to a pressure point for Vooch or Levine and they come up clutch consistently I think that's something that we've talked about with Levine time and time again is like if you're going to take the big shot you got to make those um unfortunately not a lot of them went down this year, uh, but it's something that he's got to work on. For Vooch, it's kind of hard. I, I don't know how to answer that one for him. Well, I mean, even uh, Vooch, Vooch played in you know some playoffs with Orlando. Um, so, yes, I think he has that ability to handle that added level of pressure. And even though Zach hasn't played in a playoff game in the NBA yet in his career, I, I think he will soon. And judging by his confidence to take big shots late in games, even in the last couple of seasons when there haven't been fans, he was taking big shots back when there were fans. Like remember the Charlotte game where he hit whatever it was, 13 threes, including the game winner. That was, that was pre COVID that was on the road. I mean, you want to talk about the electricity and pressure of a fan packed stadium, especially one on the road. And, and if Zach is, is afraid of those moments, hell no. Yeah. I don't think he's afraid of the moments at all, man. And you're right. You, there's a, a handfuls of examples of Zach hitting big shots like this season alone, Portland, when they were in Portland and they made that big comeback of 20 plus points down, he hit the big, it wasn't a buzzer beater, but it was a game ceiling shot. It was the big three pointer to put the Bulls up three with, I think, like less than 10 seconds to go. Um, but those are big shots. And, that, and Levine has hit those time and time again uh, to keep Bulls in the game. So there's also examples of him not being able to do that. Uh, the one that was most distinct to me, Matt, was when the Bulls had the chance to beat the Wizards and Levine just, it, it was just one of those freak things. He missed, he blew a wide open layup to win the game against uh, the Wizards. I think that was in February. Uh, but that was one of the very, very, very few times where Levine doesn't make that shot or doesn't hit that shot in the clutch. So uh, I guess I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But yeah, I think it would definitely have an impact on this Bulls team, especially when we talked about confidence. Some of those younger guys with no crowd there and the Bulls were going down on, on stretches of 12 runs. They were giving that up. I mean, imagine a playoff crowd now when you're trying to chase a team down 12 or 15 straight how would the bulls react to that i would say this year they probably wouldn't have reacted so kindly to it probably not um but uh you know hopefully we we saw the bulls let in fans a couple like the final last you know two or three regular season games and limited capacity by the time the next nba season starts and you know maybe that's closer to the more normal start time in October as opposed to late December for, for this season because of COVID stuff. Hopefully the United Center is welcoming everyone, you know, everybody 
uh, no no limits on capacity. Hopefully at that point, Chicago will be a mostly vaccinated city and we've had this under control and we can have moments where we see Zach or Vooch or whoever make a big play and it's and it's a, a packed United Center going nuts. Fans that are happy to see the team, happy to be there because, you know, man, I, I miss that. I, I truly, truly miss that part of all of this. And Agreed. again, we have to prove we have to prove that we deserve this, that we are capable of behaving like humans and adults who don't throw things at people and don't spit on people. And I mean, I, I think it is like sadly funny in a way that like, well, of course, it's New York and Philly where these things happen. <laughs> of course, it's New York right. and Philly, because growing up, I hated Knicks fans. I hated Knicks fans just because of the Bulls-Knicks rivalry. And I thought that they were all terrible asshole people. And even as a kid, you got that stereotype New Yorkers who were just like, they're all assholes. If you live in New York, if you are a New Yorker, you're an asshole. And you would see the behavior of Knicks fans and I'll be like, yeah, they are assholes. And Philly just has always. And, it, and, it's, not, and it's not specific to the Sixers. It is Philly fans. My experience with Eagles fans, with Flyers fans from that Blackhawks Flyers Stanley Cup Finals back in 2010, Phillies fans are the worst. I'm calling them out. I, I, it's not anything new. I've called them out before. And if you are a Philly native listening to this by chance and you're offended, cool. Tell your fellow Philadelphians to not be terrible human beings because 90% of the Philadelphia sports fandom that goes viral is Philadelphia sports fans being terrible human beings. So yeah, not a giant shocker there. You ain't no Michael George. Remember that guy? Oh my God. You ain't no Michael George. <laughs> there's an example. There's a, there's a bulls connection for you is when uh, that guy shirtless was screaming at Cristiano Felicio saying he wasn't Michael hey, Jordan. No Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I haven't watched that video in a little while. I have to go back and give myself a good laugh. Um, uh, Burke brings up a final point. A great point, too, is uh, games that weren't maybe this season but were big for Zach, uh, hitting clutch shots late. Both ESPN games versus Butler, we were at one of them. Uh, the first return where Zach hit a massive shot and played great. One, It was like basically Jimmy and him one-on-one yeah. on one for the last two minutes of that game. And then against Shout the Sixers. Shout out to our guy Rob who came to that game with us. Yes, and that was a great time. I'm hoping to get – we're hoping to get back there uh, next season. But the other one being the Sixers shot, too. Remember where they ran that in inbound pass? Uh, Robin Lopez on the out of bounds and he had an easy easy layup uh, it used to be in our intro that call used to be in our intro but those are great examples too outside of this season um, but with that if you guys have questions and you didn't get them answered here please drop them at 331-979-1369 voicemails and text messages you can tweet at us too thanks for everybody that's hang hanging out with us on locker room hang out with us next week go download the app right now iOS and Android so you can if you're listening to this on the podcast right now you can hang out with us next week. Thanks for everybody who's chatted with us and uh, hung out with us for the last half hour. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back on Monday with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. 
Thanks a lot.